Only one more off day, I promise, folks. Only one more day, and then we can actually talk about a game, but we're just going to do other stuff today here on Locked On Caps. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Capitals. I am your host, as always, the insider of the insider, Tyler Kuhl, here. And I didn't expect to be here. Uh, right. Well, actually, no. I, pardon me. I did expect to be here today. Before we get to all that mumbo-jumbo, thank you all very much for watching and listening to this episode of Locked On Capitals. Whether you're listening to us on your favorite podcatcher, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, uh, odyssey and megaphone or wherever or watching of course on the locked on capitals youtube channel thank you all very much so um as you can tell i'm wearing my western michigan swag today for this program because well it's an interesting day i'm gonna tell you all about it okay so the this weekend as i kind of hinted to earlier this week i was going to be going to colorado springs with western michigan hockey in their weekend set against the colorado college tigers it was going to be a fun little game fun couple games i was interested in the matchup because colorado college is pesky and western michigan is number three in the country so it was going to be an exciting couple games and so but we were supposed to originally fly out thursday so today later on today and what ended up happening was but and obviously you can probably tell I recorded this Wednesday night, by the way. But anyways, I so I get a phone call Wednesday morning from our hockey ops guy, Brody Carnes. And he calls me and says, hey, just letting you know, we had to move uh, some travel plans around. We uh, we're, we're busing out of Kalamazoo today at four o'clock to go down to Chicago. We're going to fly out on Thursday morning, at like 745. I'm like, oh, that's a change. So what do I do? I get all my, so I finish up work where I was at and I went home, quickly packed everything up, folded my suits in my nice suitcase, whatever, ready to go. Get down to Kalamazoo about 3.20, You always want to give yourself plenty of time, of course, especially when you're driving, because it's about an hour from here, from here in Grand Rapids to Kalamazoo, where I live at least. We get there and next thing you know, everyone's kind of quiet sitting in the locker room. Because I usually try to help the guys pack the stuff because I feel like, hey, if you're going to have to deal with me for an entire weekend, I would hope I could help you out in some form or another. So I what ends up happening is <laughs> I end up, uh, I we get there and I, so I, I, I see everyone in the room and I see everyone sitting down at their stalls. I'm thinking to myself, oh, quick team meeting. Sometimes they do that. They all kind of come out together, whatever. So I go back on the bus and bus driving. I start chatting up and, you know, whatever. And get closer to four o'clock and Brody comes out and says, Hey, uh, so we're going to wait a minute. There's a chance we might not be going anywhere. Apparently Colorado college has a couple COVID cases. So end up sitting there talking half hour goes by 45 minutes goes by Brody. Brody comes to the bus and he's like, yeah, we're, we're done. It's, it's the weekends off. And so, ah, crap. So yes, I have freshly bus- drove myself back up to Grand Rapids, and here we are now for today's show. What are we going to talk about today? Well, there was some news over the past couple days. Now, first of all, thank you all very much for the feedback. I, a lot of you guys liked the John Walton interview yesterday. I liked it too, as you probably noticed when we did the interview. Um, it was a good time chatting with John. I, I appreciate you all reaching out and saying that you liked it, you enjoyed it. John, of course, was an absolute beauty as always. 
And you know, we may, we may do some more stuff like that with some other folks down the line. We'll just have to wait and see. But there was some news that came out of practice on Tuesday, so we will get to that. No practice on Wednesday, scheduled off day, which is you know kind of nice. It works out perfectly. They must have known that we were doing the interview, the John Walton interview on Wednesday. It's like, you know what? We don't need any news today. No practice. Perfect. Thank you, Washington Capitals. Help me out there. So we'll talk about some news as well. We'll take a, we'll take a look around the league while we have a moment about it. You know, another day off, of course. Uh, tomorrow, of course, will be the preview, the preview for the weekend set. The New York Islanders on Saturday. That's the biggie for the Caps. Metropolitan Division games, of course. Back to back this weekend as well for Washington. So we will we'll get to all that and then some. Like I said, it's a back to back this weekend, taking on the Canucks on Sunday. Both two o'clock games, by the way. Both afternoon games. UBS Arena on Saturday against the Islanders. And we'll all, like I said, we'll also touch on the Hershey Bears as well, because obviously there was some news that came out of this week for the Bears side of things that had to do with the Capitals. Making sure I'm not getting 100 photos here. Oh, the, oh, look at that. You know, maybe we have something else to talk about. The Locked On Podcast NHL Power Rankings were just released, so we can see where the cap shaped up in that in this week's edition of Power Rankings. But first, before we get too much further into this program, got to all say thank you all very much for watching and listening, of course, and say that today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like you to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action in 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive the bonus. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 22 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, Hershey Bears news. Now, why do I say the Hershey Bears? Because, well, unfortunately for someone like me, who is a massive fan of Zach Vukali, Zach Vukali has been sent back down to the Hershey Bears. Now, yes, real bummer because, I, you know, I was really excited for to see him maybe get a chance to, you know, to shine a little bit. Unfortunately, the way the game went on Monday against Boston certainly did not help anyone's cause. Like that right there was the big thing in this was the fact that they, they just couldn't get anything going against Boston after Boston started to come back. I mean, obviously the cap started off strong in that game. And I, like I said, the who, Oh my gosh, I can't remember who scored the goal against him. <laughs> I can't remember the, the third goal, the third goal in that game. I'm, I have to look it up now because it's going to kill me. Um, let's go back to Monday's box score do Grizzly Grizzly's goal and the third goal in the early in the second period like that one he probably could have had but the rest you could tell the Capitals did not look good at all and it really did not help their cause by any stretch so Vukali's not going back to a Hershey Bears team that's actually playing pretty well right now and it's not without him either but he's been a part of that he just got called up recently before that start before that weekend set against St. Louis and Minnesota. So he's been a big part of the Hershey Bear success right now because as it stands, by the time I'm recording this, I know there's a couple games on Wednesday night, but the Bears are 18-10-2 with their 39-point and one shootout loss. So 18-10-2-1 on the season 
putting them tied for first in the Atlantic Division. Remember, they were kind of in the middle. They were below Hartford and Providence who was hanging around them. Well, now all of a sudden the Bears are one of the best teams in the division and the conference as well. Now the Atlantic Division is considerably, I don't want to say one of the worst in the league. They're not as bad as the Texas Stars, unfortunately. So it's... Texas Stars only have 20 points, and that's that's not good, especially in the fact that they've played 25 games. They're the only team in the league as well that only have uh, – them and Wilkes-Barre have single-digit wins so far this season. But the Bears are hot. They've won seven of the last ten games. And Fucali's been a big part of it as well. I mean, I, I don't think we can differentiate that. He's 6-2-2 two two this season with a 2-7-3 goals against average and an 8-89 save percentage. I know that's not great. But the team in front of him is actually looking pretty good. And that's why he has not gotten as many shots. Him and Phoenix Copley both. Copley, who has started to play more of the games, or Copley, excuse me, has played more of the games. 9-6-1 this year. He is with a 2-7-9 goals against average and an 8-96 save percentage. And so, and with a shutout as well. So the goaltending, I mean, it's, it's the American League judging goaltenders. It's really hard. Because I remember when Carter Hart got called up by the Philadelphia Flyers, would have been the... 1819 season now and his he was like an 878 goaltender in the American League and we're all losing our minds thinking this is really what's gonna, you're gonna ruin his development and then he had a great year in 1920 led that team to the second place in the Metro had a run to the second round in the playoffs I know 2021 wasn't great but now they're doing good this year him and Martin Jones are actually playing well the team around him though kind of stinks so that doesn't help his cause but but that's my thing is I'm talking about the fact that you have two goaltenders on your team that are below a 900 save percentage as I pound my fist into this table. I I don't ca- think it is a cause for concern because once again, the team's winning games and the goaltenders are not playing horribly. Like they're finding ways to get it done. And certainly too, offensively, this team is actually playing well, including, I mean, obviously we know how great of a moment it was. See Joe Snively get a point in his first game, the local kid. Well, he's still leading the Hershey Bears, playing 29 games so far, which is actually tied for the team lead in that category, if I'm not mistaken, because the team has only played, uh, because they've had guys come in out of the lineup. No one has played all, no one, nobody has played all 31 games this year for the Bears. Obviously, it's hard to do it in the American League. Even guys on AHL contracts will sit out games time and again, especially with COVID. That's a thing as well. Uh, Snively leads the team with 30 points. The only guy who hit that mark. In fact, they only have three guys with 20 points or more. Garrett Pylon being one of them, and Mike Vecchion is the other with 21 points, five goals, and 16 assists. Pylon, by the way, um, he had he has 11 goals, which is the most on the team as well. Snively only has 10. Shame on him for only having 10. So, but yeah, the Bears, they're that's a good thing to see. I, it's because you're having guys that are, it's not like, you know, I, and while Matt Molson's having a good year, having 17 points, it's not like Matt Molson is leading your team or, or Shane Gersich, whatever. You're, you have guys that are legitimate prospects that are leading your team. Axel Janssen Falby is another with 17 points, nine goals, eight assists. Michael Scarbosa is playing well. And obviously, while, you know, Connor McMichael was going to be a Hershey bear, like just showing that you have good prospects in your system that are playing and they're playing big minutes down there too, obviously, given the fact that they're in the American league, I say down there, but it's like, even though Washington DC is here and then, well, looking at it from your guys, Washington DC is here. Hershey's kind of up here. It's kind of actually North, but down in the actual system of hockey, you, you got to like what the bears are doing. Cause there are times, you know, you look at some clubs. I remember 
Like the Utica Comets were really good at one point, but the Canucks were bad. And then all of a sudden you saw guys like, you know, Jacob Markstrom at one point. We I remember we was talking about it with Mike DiStefano on Tuesday's edition of Lockdown NHL, how he went down to Utica, found his game, went back up to the Canucks, was great. The Comets were good, but the Canucks were bad. And, you know, it's always weird to see sometimes, like, you know, right now, for example, as I look at the the standings right now, you see the Wilkes-Barre Grant Penguins, worst team in the American League. Right now, though, their NHL team is doing pretty good. Utica Comets, which is right now the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils farm club. That is, they are tops in the North Division, while the Devils are not tops in the Metropolitan Division. But that just shows that they got the right pieces down there slowly developing. Oh, by the way, the Buffalo Sabres, who are not that good, Rochester, second in the North Division. To my point, it's a little bit, it's, sometimes it's hard to see when you have like a lot of veterans, but there's prospects on all these teams that are contributing, which means that your farm system is doing well. And that really is a good sign of that your front office is doing their jobs because you could easily find, you know, a bunch of 33, 33-year-old guys, put them on an American League team, guys that have played the AHL or NHL before, and they could tear it up. But that's not good for that team's, you know, farm system, not good in developing prospects. No one wants to develop veterans. That's not how that works. You know, one case in point that I always remember, the 2012 We've been, yeah, the 2011-2012 Toronto Marlies. Mike Zygamanis, who I love loved the guy. Great dude. Always like, um, always fun. He was a fun guy to listen to on the radio uh, up in Canada on Sportsnet. And he would, and he, he was a leader in that team in scoring. I just remember that. Ben Scrivens was their goaltender at the time. And they were good. They made it up to the Calder Cup Finals, got swept by Norfolk. But I just remember just saying to myself, I'm like, yeah, this team is good. But is it good for the Leafs, though? You know, Nazem Kadri played a lot on that team. Jake Gardner was on that team as well uh, for bits and pieces here and there. But they weren't like they didn't have like a load of prospects, not like the the 15, 16 Marlies that made to the conference final that lost to Hershey, of course, and, or the 16, 17 or no, the 17, 18 Marlies that won it. Was it 18 Marlies? teams that are just loaded with prospects. Like you can tell there's a difference. And right now the bears, they have that, they have that difference. And so you got to like what they're doing right now. Turning things now back to the Washington capitals and my phone keeps going off like crazy. Why, why is my phone going off? Oh, Oh, it's telling me, Oh yeah, this game tonight, this game tonight, this game tonight. Um, hmm. Anyways, that was just a couple things that came up because I, like, oh, yeah, Boston's playing Montreal tonight. Yeah, because TNT, for once, has two games, and one of them is actually an East Coast primetime. Isn't that nice, kids? The other one, the big-time matchup between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Arizona Coyotes. That's a primetime matchup for you. Now, it's literally just because of the fact that it's the Leafs playing, and, hey, it's Austin Matthews back in Arizona. What could be the last time? I'm kidding. I'm not doing that conversation now. But the news that came out outside of Zach Bucali getting sent back down to Hershey, a couple players got put on the COVID protocol list. At least I believe they did. Okay, they did not. Why did they not? I'm confused. I swore I saw that a couple players were put on COVID protocol. I guess not. I read it. It must have been from someone else. I must have retweeted it. Anyways, big long practice, though. On Tuesday. Sorry about that, folks. But big long practice on Tuesday. And 70 minute practice, by the way, which for 
during the middle of a season, you'll see times practice go 45 minutes, maybe an hour. But Tuesday's practice felt different. And Peter Laviolette said this after the practice because it had like a very, you know, very focused, business-like kind of set of mind on the ice, which was, you know, especially after a loss like that, a 7-3 loss to the Bruins, where at one point you were leading, at one point you were feeling good, confident. You felt like you had it in the bag. You felt like you had a good start. And then just everything went south and sideways. Well, I'm interested to, I was interested to see how they were going to react anyways because there could easily be times where coaches are, you know what, guys, we're not even practicing tomorrow. You guys don't want to try take a couple days off. We'll figure it out later in the week, especially since you had four days off. But however, Laviolette said this, quote, and this I got this. This is from the tweet that came from Tarek El-Bashir. I, quote, I think everybody hates losing. I mean, the players hate losing, so I don't think anybody's in a great mood today, but we had work to do, and I thought that was good. We worked on power play, work on three-on-three, work on staying connected on the other side of the ice, and I thought we got too far stretched out from each other last night, staying around 100 feet apart from each other, and so it was good to come back and do some stuff, work on shootouts, but I think everybody's probably grumpy, end quote. By the way, Alex Ovechkin did not skate yesterday. It was a maintenance day. Having the day off on Wednesday as well certainly helped. Gives him two days of rest, and obviously maybe he just feels like he's a little off right now. He is. I don't want to say he's been slow. He's been putting up points. He just has not been firing pucks in the back of the net like he likes to. So I'm sure that's why he probably just wanted to rest up a little bit. But that quote I get there from Laviolette certainly shows that this team has a good mindset. You know, you go into a loss like that, and, you know, this is an older team. They know, and they know how to win. They know what it takes to win the Cup. They figured it out finally, you know, and you know, four four years ago now, by the way. Oh my gosh, I'm getting old. It's gonna be four years at least this spring. But just to know that, hey, we need to figure this out. No one's panicking, no one's yelling and screaming, the sky is falling. I know what I was doing on Monday after the game. I know what I did. But the long and the short of it is, is that they realized that there were things that need to be worked on and they addressed it. They didn't say, they didn't point the fingers. They didn't say this guy, this guy, this guy. It was, we need to fix the things that we are not doing right right now. That's why this practice was so important because it's, it happens so frequently with younger teams or, you know, teams that don't have that solid veteran core there and a solid group that they just find ways to not bounce back from games like this. The Toronto Maple Leafs are a prime example. They're still a growing team. The Boston Bruins have figured it out by now. Yeah, I know the Bruins have not won. 2011 was their their only cup in this century. But they've still been a very successful team. And even with the adversity they've faced at the beginning of this season, they've still slowly found a way to figure it out, and they're back in a playoff spot. Not too far behind the Capitals either. Remember, we talked about that. Could make some ground if the Bruins can against the Canadians. So, at least in the the points I'm talking about there. Obviously not the division, but this is a it's a it's a tough team it's a this is a tough hard-working team that knows that they need to be better if they want to be successful you can beat up teams that are beneath you but it's how you do against teams that are at your level or above you the st louis blues the central division leaders right now yeah that was a t- that was a teeth kicking in on friday night minnesota wild third in the central division at that time and you know what for a brief stretch of time they were playing well did the the Capitals, unfortunately, Minnesota just played better at the right time. 
And of course, it certainly helped that they put the puck in the back of their own net, did Washington, but that's neither here nor there. You got to like this team's mindset, though. You got to like the way that they've figured out that, you know what, this is unacceptable. Losing like losing three straight. I don't care if you got a point on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me. You lost three straight games. You lost four straight if you go back to New Jersey. This team knows it needs to be better if they want to be legit. They want to be an actual contender in this league. They have to be better. And practices like we saw on Tuesday are a sign that this team has had the right mindset. Now can they actually take it into the next game and games after that ongoing to reestablish themselves as a potential contender for Lord Stanley's Cup? Not just a division title, not just a playoff appearance, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole marbles, all of everything that is good and gracious with the holy grail of hockey, the cup. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how they go on from there. Now, before we go back to the, we mentioned we were talking about the NHL power rankings on Lockdown Network, which I have here on my handy dandy little phone here. Can you see him? Can you see him? Look at him. Actually, that's a pretty good picture. You really can't tell the name, so you can tell that's the Locked On Network NHL Power Rankings. You can see that. You can't see the teams, though. You see, like, colors and whatever. It's like if I was, you know, scribbling in my coloring book when I was in kindergarten, just random colors in different directions. But we will go on there. The Capitals are still up there, despite losing four straight. Got a few good votes from some people, I guess. But let's take a look at the scores that are going to be on tap for this Thursday. Thursday night's action, big slate of games. So far, no, really, knock on wood, kids, no postponed games as of yet for Thursday, which I believe would be the, I think that'd be the first time since prior to the pause, right? Like December like 17th or 18th or whatever that we haven't had a pause or one game postponed. Now I say that and I'm going to jinx it. So we'll just, that's why I knocked on wood. Philadelphia is in Beantown taking on the Bruins. Philadelphia trying to get something going, trying to show up like, are they are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? Are they going to be sellers? Well, the Bruins are certainly going to be buyers the way they've been playing lately. That's a 7 o'clock puck drop. Tampa in Vancouver. Red Hot Vancouver. That's right. The Canucks on fire. Had a couple days off, though, obviously, with COVID protocols in Canada. They take on the Lightning, who are leading the Atlantic Division. And, I mean, I, I'm not saying kicking everyone's teeth in, but, or no, no, they're tied now with Florida. I'm sorry, tied for Florida. Not kicking everyone's teeth in, but, you know, best in the league and all, that sort of thing. Those, the two Florida teams are the best teams in the NHL right now. Hello, 1997. Things you wouldn't say. Yeah, no, that would be it. Florida and the Tampa Bay Lightning leading the entire National Hockey League right now. Like I said, Vancouver and Tampa. Columbus and Carolina taking on the Hurricanes. Columbus had a tough loss the other night. They played really good, too, but they maybe have their hands full against Carolina. Detroit hosting Winnipeg. That could be an entertaining game because I think the Jets are a little bit hungry to get back on the ice, try to get something going here because they're not out of it in the Central. It's just it's not looking good. I mean, they had some good games early on when Dave Lowry took over, but you can just tell there's there's something down about that team. They need to figure it out. They're taking on the Red Wings, who have lost three... Four straight, four straight games. Yes, two in a, after regulation. They lost in overtime to San Jose Tuesday, a shootout to the Ducks on Sunday. So, oh one and one, they went on their California trip. Speaking of the Islanders, they're hosting the Devils at UBS Arena. The Islanders still, like we mentioned, twenty eight games this season. We had a 29th game tomorrow on Thursday night. So, 
like the Islanders are in that spot. Like if they catch fire, they're just going to pass all these teams with wins. But it's just it's hard because they just haven't been able to figure anything out right now. That's a seven thirty puck drop. St. Louis taking on Seattle, the Blues, the Red Hot Blues, Red Hot Blues. That's right. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, taking on the Kraken, who have they've been competitive. They just haven't been able to win. Boy, they had a a real tough game the other night. I I thought Seattle. I mean, when you're that game they played on Monday night, I felt bad because they were they weren't taking it to the Colorado Avalanche, but they were playing well enough to win that game. But things happen. The Colorado Avalanche are a good team, and the Kraken are a lesser team, and that's how it ended up playing out. Buffalo in Nashville taking on the Preds. And, man, I think Nashville's legit, too. Nashville, I think, is a really good team, and that's going to be watch out for. Chicago hosting Montreal at 8.30. Calgary taking on the Sens in an all-Canadian matchup. L.A. and Pittsburgh and Hollywood capped off by the Sharks hosting the New York Rangers, the Blue Shirts. Both of those last two games are 10.30 puck drops. Let's take a look at the power rankings here. Well, last thing we do here before the show. Let's just take a look see here. Let's just have a let's just have a look see here. Do you see do you see them? Do you see them? Well, right now, of course, the Florida Panthers, tops of the well, technically they say they're tied. Because they both have why are they both tied? It's weird. Oh, they both didn't move. That's right. Okay, that's why. They said dash next to their things. Panthers, tops of the power rankings, of course, they're tied for the points lead. However, Tampa Bay sitting third behind the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, I should mention that the Hurricanes have played 33 games this year. Florida has played 36, Tampa 38, which is the most in the NHL. Colorado's there in fourth, and the way they've came back against both Toronto and Seattle, this is a team that is to be reckoned with, even though Darcy Kemper has been, yikes. I This team has certainly the talent up front. Toronto listed at fifth, Carolina, or Washington sixth. It's really hard to go up against a team that's only lost two of like their last, what, 24 games, you know? And, and yes, sure, they've, they've only played, well, I think tonight's like their third or fourth game in the new year. They're a good team, is Toronto. They beat Vegas the other night in a shootout. Jack Campbell's playing at a Vesna caliber level. It's, you, I would want to say the Capitals are better, but guess what? Right now, I'm surprised the Capitals aren't lower. Right behind them, they got the Rangers, who have jumped the Capitals because the Caps are in third with 49 points. The Rangers and Canes tied at 50 at the top of the division. Carolina, though, has the advantage because they played four less games than the Rangers. Nashville behind them, Vegas in ninth, Pittsburgh in 10th. I would not be shocked like if, if, if somehow in this weekend set against the Islanders and Canucks that – if they don't get both wins, that the Caps, the Caps may move down the rankings. Like they need to be better. Like this is a weekend that the Caps need to have two wins. They need to go. Man, I got hiccups. Why do I have the hiccups all of a sudden? I'm sorry. Um, but no, they need all four points this weekend because you need to show that you're a contender again. You're a dominant. You need to show that you're a dominant team in the league again. And these are two teams that are lesser than the Capitals. I think we all can agree that. I know the you know the Canucks are hot and that's going to be a, a very interesting game another home you know return home if you will for Bruce Boudreaux even though he's done it before but you get my drift he's coming back and then you take on the lowly Islanders. I know it's on the road but UBS Arena has not been friendly to the new tenants there so 
yeah, this is an opportunity for an, a chance to win two games to get back on the winning track here for the Capitals, and they need it. And they've had a few days off to rest and recover, get some practice in, and it's a great chance for them to figure it out. So we'll just have to wait and see. Like I said, tomorrow we will re- we will not review, we will preview the games against the Islanders and the Canucks. Look at those two teams and how they played this season and how they fare going into the Saturday and Sunday matchups, both 2 o'clock games, like I said, this weekend. So that is it for this edition of Locked On Capitals. Be sure to go make Locked On Your Bets your second listen of the day now where your boy Q and Lee Cerning get you caught up on all your gambling needs. Follow us at Locked On Caps on Twitter. Follow me, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Kuehl, at TJKU29. I was going to have some fun Colorado Springs World Arena stuff on TikTok, but guess what? Not going there, so what's the point? What's the point of even trying? I'm going to Detroit this weekend to call some games, but I will have no time for TikTok because I'm calling games like every three hours. It's going to be nuts. I'm going to lose my voice for sure. If I as if I haven't lost it enough on this program, right? Thank you all very much again for watching and listening to this episode of Locked On Capitals. We'll see you tomorrow. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.